Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight's show is sponsored by a new sponsor, Oregon Concealed. So I'm going to kind of read what they do. This is a, they provide expert handgun safety training online that meets the Oregon law requirements for a concealed carrying permit. So this is a way it's exclusively only available to Oregon residents, but it's recognized in 19 different states. And you get certified today watching an easy to understand video in the comfort of your home. And there's no need to schedule weeks in advance. You have to drive across town, hire somebody to train you. The training certificates required as part of your concealed weapons permit or concealed carrying permit. So Oregon Concealed is a place online you can go and get that training that you need. And it's local. So it's right here out of Eugene, Oregon. And it's also veteran owned. So that kind of stuff makes, we're learning through COVID that who we do business with is as important as what we do business with. And I think we're all learning that going, you know, I want to support the local businesses and uh, all of our shows are sponsored by local businesses. And so we want you to show a little love to Oregon Conceal so we can do the things we're going to do. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, let me pull up the comments here. There's Devin. Hey, Rick, how you doing? And Laura, you're going to love tonight's topic. Um, so all of us are a little nuts right now, <laughs> especially Laura. I, and I'm just calling you out, Laura, because you're in Ohio and I know that you're just half crazy. Um, but I feel like sometimes I'm just not, I get depressed easier. And my wife and I look at each other and go, every time we hear the governor say we are locked down again for another two weeks, we just get, it's so hard to get yourself back up there. So um, I thought what we should do is we've done this a couple of times, had folks on from uh, the mental health world who can kind of help us cope with some stuff. Matthew, I knew you would do this because you are an awesome dude and I know you love talking about this. And so I'm bringing on, um, remember last week we had Phil Smith and he does the crowns. Uh, we had a show with the crowns. Well, when I talked to Phil, he was telling me, Rick, you know, my wife is a counselor in town and I went, Let's get her on. I called Oregon Concealed, said, hey, you guys want to sponsor a show? And there she is. Hey. <laughs> is Hi, Jill everybody. <laughs> so, Jill, Hi, people Rick. are, did I, I did this test two years ago. I instructed, oh, you did the test at Oregon Concealed? Good. Good, 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 good. I'm glad you did that. So, Jill, talk to me about what, um, I, I don't even know where to start, but I just know that it's so much harder to get my attitude in check sometimes because I am being controlled by forces that I don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that hard when everything around you is just telling you what you have to do, but you don't want to do that. You want to do your own thing. And I think it's been long enough that we're all getting really tired of just trying to keep it together right. and do what we're being told. We want to be safe and we want to be kind to our fellow citizen but it's just getting a little uh, overwhelming, maybe. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I hear I hear parents saying that their kids, 10-year-old kids, they're, they're coming home from school and their kids are crying. And they ask them why, and they go, I don't know. And they're bored, and they're sitting in front of a computer yeah. um, for school, and that's not school. Um, and it's, it's it, it just doesn't replace human relationship. So what are some 
you know, what are some, you start, I mean, you obviously can tell that I'm a mess, so you can just start. <laughs> okay, so Rick, here we go. This is your own little <laughs> private session, okay? <laughs> um, Laura says, my mental health has never been this bad ever, uh, ever. And I, I think a lot of us are feeling like that. Yes, well, and that's the thing. People are calling up that really have not had problems in the past. Like they're able to manage their lives, but now it's overwhelming. They don't know how to manage it because of the COVID quarantine. So it's really the quarantine that's really got us down. And I, I feel like it's easy to say, oh, COVID's done this to us. No, it's, it's the, the quarantine. It's the reaction to COVID, as well as we call it. It's it's how we've reacted in, in quarantine, lockdowns, all that kind of stuff that mm -hmm. we're not a people that's, to me, we're not a people that's used to be being told to your marching orders. And and you can do that for a month, but I don't think any of us ever believed it was gonna go on for this long. Yeah, exactly. So uh, one of the things I was thinking of saying for you, like what can you, what do you have control over? So we, you don't have control over walking into a store without a mask on, you have to put a mask on, but what do you have control over? Me personally? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, my emotions? Uh -huh. Um, you know, pretty much my schedule. Yep. Um, how I respond to things. Yep. Um, and, and you know what I've told my wife the other day? <laughs> I, I don't want to get emotional here, but my favorite, <laughs> the, the one time in the day when I don't feel like someone is watching me about my mask or, ch or checking me out or seeing what I'm doing is when I walk in my door and I shut the door and it's yeah. just me and Kathy and mm -hmm. she's got dinner cooking and we have a beer and it's just us and I can control that little world right there. That's right. And that's a, that's so good. So all those things you just said, those are things you have control over. Right. And I think like our emotions, we don't really have control of our emotions because we can feel angry about how, people were telling us to wear our mask or, you know, our emotions tell us how we're feeling, but we do have control on how we respond to our emotions. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so like, even like, um, going into the store like, every time, every single time I still forget to wear my mask, you know? And it's like, okay, uh, I have to go get my mask, put it on, you know, but it's like, it's, we we're being programmed. I guess that's the thing that's really hard. Like we're, being forced to do something that we don't really want to do. Right. And for people, I think what sometimes happens, and I'm not blaming anyone, I'm just saying for people that really are afraid and, and which is okay, I get criticized for that, but people who are really afraid, then they think, well, this is what we have to do. They're still getting depressed, but they're, yes. they're buying into it. For people like myself who see it a little bit differently, it's even harder because it's like, I'm being forced to do something I disagree with Mm -hmm. And I still have to do it because culturally I will be have my ass spanked if I don't do it. And there is a frustration that goes along with that that you cannot describe or feel mm -hmm. if you're not in this area. Right. And I've just given out a lot of information that I probably shouldn't, but I do because that's why it's called Get Real. But <laughs> And we're going to get real right now. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I feel like is, you know, a lot of people are being isolated, feeling isolated. They're in their house. They're working at home. Their kids are at home. Um, they're not getting out. I mean, just people like to go grocery shopping now because at right. least there's other people around. 
Right. Um, I actually walked over to the mall and, you know, it was just nice to walk around the mall, except that there's a lot of stores closed and that's depressing. Right. Because, you know, it's what's happening with our economy, you know, but anyway, that's a whole nother subject. But um, I wanted to say, like you said, I ha we have control of our home. And so I feel like, you know, invite some friends over. If you feel safe and they feel safe and you're all healthy, like I just feel like go through the, the regulations, you know, have you had a cough lately? Are you all these things? Nope. Have you been social distancing? Yes. I mean, we're all doing what we're supposed to do. Have some friends over. Right. We need to interact socially. I feel like that is what's lacking right now. Do you think it's time for parents to get their kids on play dates and stuff like that with their children as well? Because if they aren't having symptoms, the numbers are coming down. And I know there's going to be people who disagree with this, but it's like, I think we have to start, as you just said, um, I had a friend stop by today and it was the most weird thing because I was a little uncomfortable because it, and not because I'm afraid or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it was like, I am literally not used to having people around. And, and that bothers me that, mm -hmm. I am, that I'm having to re-engage in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And so I think, you know, everybody has to go on their own uh, comfort zone. And obviously we want to still support what we're being told we have to do. Be safe. But I, I think really it's just call somebody, FaceTime, Zoom. But really it's that in-person type of getting together so what do you do for a kid like you have a 10 or 12 year old child and you come home and they're crying or they're a bit upset i mean as a parent you're frustrated too mm -hmm. and so what do you, what are some questions you could ask that kid to help them work through what's going on i mean i mm -hmm. i don't know do you have any ideas yeah yeah so i mean a, a lot of times kids don't really know what they're feeling so if you're the parent and you can kind of sense hey uh, they're feeling um, sad. It looks like you're really feeling sad. Then they say, yeah, I'm so sad. I'm not able to play with my friend. I'm so sad. So then you, you know, but it's like just giving empathy, really. It's loving your child, giving them a hug. Hey, let's see if your friend can come on over. Maybe they can come over for a play date, you know? And obviously it's up to the families. Have you been right. safe? Yeah, everybody's locked down. <laughs> I mean, if right. you're not going anywhere, you're really safe, so. Um, so, so what can we do for each other instead of, I mean, is it, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, I guess, but get, you know, I was telling you, I, I came home last night and uh, here on a page in my neighborhood, I have someone taking a picture of a car that passed them in an, in an illegal way and is putting it out. And of course I, you know, being as quiet and gentle as I am, I wasn't exactly graceful, but I went on and said, are we really to the point where we're going to start posting people's cars who pass us? on the internet to report them. And, and I'm looking at friends that I have that have businesses that are getting people reporting them for things that they, because they, somebody's mask slipped, you know, their nose or something. And it's like, God, people, we can't do this to one another, you know? And there has to be a point where we're starting to give each other a little grace to kind of come back into the mm -hmm. community a little bit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think it's that grace piece that's really helpful um, we're trying to work the best we can with each other. And I think everybody comes from really different viewpoints, different right. uh, places on the spectrum. Yeah. Somebody says, how do you have people over when people are afraid? Well, people that are afraid are probably not going to come over. Right. Um, 
I mean, we've actually gotten together with two other couples and we've done a Zoom appetizer party and we just talked. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you're, you're at your home and you guys have it. Well, then yeah, because yeah, that's that's a way to do it. And I, yeah. we, went, we went to, we have a shoot that we're doing, a video shoot today. And there was two people that had masks in the car. And, mm -hmm. and so people, you know, I think we have to give people the grace to do the thing the way they have to do it and stop. Mm -hmm. Stop judging people by um, right. what's going on. I was out yesterday for a walk, and a good friend of mine, she's a wonderful person, but she walked up. I didn't have a mask on because I was not around anyone. She says, are you a rebel? Like, <laughs> no, I'm a guy who's been in my office, and I need some fresh air. And yeah. there's more people around, and I'm standing by myself, you know, and it's like, absolutely, it's, yep, me too. Not at all, Rick. You make me feel validated with how I am feeling with isolation except doing it to the doctor. Do you know that Alex can carry on a conversation with you to make you feel you are talking with a friend? <laughs> I do sad on me safe. Penny, I'm glad that that works for you. And I do find a lot of people, I, I think that's one of the things too, um, Jill, that is talking about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. How important is that, that we, we talk about how we really feel because I think we, yeah. it's, that's that's part of mental health is being able to, having trusted people in your life that you can say, oh, no, it doesn't mm -hmm. work for me. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like these friends, they watch their grandchildren and they're, you know, they don't want their grandchildren around any germs or anything. So we've decided to socially distance. And I think that's you know, it's, it's okay. We, we love our friends, right? We love the people. And so we talk about it. We say, I'm frustrated and I want to get out and I want to do stuff and that's okay. And like you went outside to take a big breath of fresh air. That's actually healthy for your lungs. Right. So that's okay. Stacy says my 50th was right after the shutdown and my sister hired a local trivia guy to do a zoom trivia for my family. It was really fun. Wow, <laughs> maybe that's amazing. one of the, maybe we need to focus mentally on the things that yeah. we can do to bring yeah. to, to, to step outside that box and stuff. Yeah, um, totally. And one of the phrases is uh, what you focus on grows. What do you mean? Okay. What do you mean? So if you're focused on, I can't get out and be with my friends or I can't walk around without my mask when I'm in a store, then we're focused on that one thing. But if we focus on, like you just said, oh, let's get together for a Zoom party, a 50th birthday party, let's get together. I know people over the um, Christmas break actually did Zoom. They had like all the family called the grandma all throughout the day on Christmas. And oh, that's grandma was idea. so touched, you know? Yeah. No, I like what you're saying because I understand, I think we do get, you know, cause it is, I think that's part of the, the mental health just difficulty of this for like, especially for myself is when you do forget your mask and you're going, God, this is so stupid. I, I, I got to go back to my car and put this dumb mask on and then I'm going to walk in there and come back out. But for me, and I think maybe for me, just gaining a little bit of control, I wear it into the store. As soon as I get out the door, I take that thing off, put it back in my pocket and I walk to my car because it makes me feel like a normal person again. And I think there's something to that. And I wonder sometimes, you know, that, that if we each had a, a, a safe place to talk about that. Laura says, but if you're going to ask someone how they feel, make sure you're willing to take time to listen. I agree, Laura. Why, is, is, it, why is that so important, Jill, as a counselor? we don't listen to each other. <laughs> Bottom line is we all want to talk about what we want to talk about. And it's so important to feel heard and understood. 
we're desperate just for people to listen to how we're doing. And you know, there's a lot of therapeutic um, things that help your brain by just speaking things out. So it's really helpful if you can talk to somebody. You know, the other thing that my business coach told me is doing the breathing, like mm -hmm. breathing in for four seconds, holding it for four seconds, releasing it for four seconds, and then holding it out for four seconds and then breathing in and doing that like four or five times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. just call it, it, And it does yep. something in my brain. What is that? What's that all about? So oxygen, our brains need oxygen. Once we have oxygen, we can think logically. So it helps us to go into the front of our brain. So let's just do a breath, like breathe in and then out. And I do like seven in, seven out. Uh -huh. And if you let it out like a big sigh, that's kind of like, uh, it kind of lets all this pent up emotion out in your breath. But you know, you do a couple big breaths and now I have, an energy, I have this oxygen in my brain, I can think logically. So, so Wendy says they did the Zoom thing at Christmas. wasn't the same. We can't continue to live our lives in fear. Talk to me about this. Because okay. right before this happened, um, mm -hmm. my business coach was really getting into fear and talking mm -hmm. about how making decisions in my brain. We have three sections here um, where I'm if I'm up here in yes. response and something comes in and I act out of fear, I'm probably not going to make the best choices. And it feels like we've been living in fear for almost a year yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. That is so great. Okay. So the brain is three parts. The back part of your brain is called your reptilian brain or it's the um, survival brain. Okay. And it is where the fight, flight or freeze is. And so when we have fear, our question is, am I safe? And so whenever you are worried or scared, it's like, oh, I'm in that fight or flight. And then we ask ourselves, do I feel safe? And so everybody has to make up that decision for themselves. Right. So if you're not safe, like I actually have a lot of my clients, I say, are you safe right now? Like where you're sitting right now in your home or wherever you're at in your car? Yes, I'm safe right this minute. Okay. Okay. So you're safe. And that's really important because then that pushes you up to the middle part of your brain, which is called the emotional brain. The emotional brain is where we have a conversation in our head. You know, something happens and we go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Why did I say that? You know, this whole conversation is going on. What stops that is connection with other people. So call somebody, hey, I just really need to talk. I, this thing happened and you know, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Okay, great. So then once we've gotten out of our emotional brain, we have our logical brain. So you kind of, if something's wrong back here in your survival brain, that's gonna take over everything. Right. So that's this fear that she's talking about. Like, if that's, we're not in the emotional brain, we're not in the logical brain, we can't really make logical decisions because we're so scared. We're living in fear. So we're gonna react to things that, and do things we probably wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. um, rather than put our heads together, which maybe that's yeah. what that means, is let that emotional and logical brain work together to come up with some kind of answer. Then when you seclude people, mm -hmm. uh, then you don't have that social interconnection. Yeah. Oh my God, you see why? And that's why there's so many yeah. people suffering with this is because yeah. all of our tools are, are not there. Yep. And, and Zoom, and I think, I don't know, it, it, and maybe it's not the same for me, 
the Zoom thing doesn't really do it either because yeah. it's not. I have to see and feel people. Yeah. And 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 it's like it's just unnatural to me. And people go, well, the, you don't want to spread this. Well, I know, but at some point, I've been touching people like crazy, and I, I you know, I at some point, I, I have to live. Um, exactly. Exactly. And that's what's going to help keep us going. We have to keep living. What do you need? Ask yourself, what do I need? And go get it. David says, agreed. We did the same thing and felt like we were very depressed. Not sure if everyone else was just faking being happy and they really thought it was a good replacement for activity being with each other. Um, I, I think the, the, the other thing about the mask, I'm not being anti-mask. I'm just saying that the other thing that's difficult about the mask is it does hide. You, you don't see half as much of of what I'm thinking and all I see is fearful eyes on the top and I don't see anything else that's coming and warming to me. You know what I mean? And I think that's another hard thing is why people, um, I don't think people are as anti-mask as, as, as we are as, as, as a culture It's just, we want relationship back, you know? And at some yeah. point, um, it has to come back. I needed this today. Stacy, I am I did too. <laughs> yay, yay, yay for your mental health. <laughs> See, and probably Stacy, the reason is because we are talking about it and it's okay mm -hmm. to talk about it. It doesn't mean that we disagree with this or we have to get into a fight. Everything doesn't have to be a right or left or middle or whatever position. It can be just, I'm a human being. And then I've had people though say to me, well, Rick, you just have to buck up and handle it. No, that doesn't, that's not, that's not being, that's not what we do as a human being. I need to talk about my fears, my, my depression, my frustration with this. And that's why I think we're getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on our shows every month because we are talking about the stuff that other people aren't talking about because it matters how you feel. Yeah, definitely. It says you need the nonverbal cues when talking to people. Yeah, so I'll tell you something that goes on with, with me in my office. If I have clients come into the office, they have to wear their mask. It's very hard. I cannot see their facial expressions. I can only see their eyes and their eyebrows. Right. So it's very hard. So sometimes I prefer, you know, like that's why doing it online is a little nicer because I can see their whole face. Right. I can't see their body language. You know, there's so much that goes on in the body. So if I was looking at my client here with a mask on, at least I can see, are they all tight and kind of curled up in a ball or are they relaxed? You know, you can tell a lot about how somebody's sitting. So Dana, my, my spin class teacher brings up a positive. It hides her wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I love positivity. Yay. <laughs> there are days when you think, you know what? It doesn't matter if my beard looks like crap, who cares, you know, and and maybe I'll just put my mask on my head, you know, and get it all over the whole thing. And Barbie yeah. says, yes, yes, yes. Agree to <laughs> just talk about our fears and how we feel. You know what? That's, I think Barbie, I think yeah. you have, have hit the nail on the head. And just by talking to you, Jill, this is kind of what I'm getting out of this. Yeah. I think that's what we need to start doing is give people some grace. Yeah. Be, be able to be a, pro or anti-masker mm -hmm. want to be but let's just give people permission to express their feelings without going online and beating the holy shit out of them yeah um maybe it's just time to let people have a conversation about how frustrated they are mm -hmm. you know and get yeah. that off their chest because i think what our fear is maybe this is because i'm kind of like this too if i start to talk about it 
I'm afraid it'll never go away. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is, is this has lasted so long that I'm almost afraid if I voice my concerns, it's just going to go on and on and on. And then I've let my feeling out. Cause I'm get quite honestly, I can't do this a lot longer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I mean that mm -hmm. I, mean, I can't. And I'm afraid if I talk, if I, if I was to really just open up and throw that out there, I'd probably cry and, and, and be really upset because I cannot believe this is happening. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm living in a culture that doesn't want me to talk about that because I think in their own way, everybody's a little afraid that this is not going to go away. Exactly. And I think like what you said, we're all trying to be strong. And I think that's how we are in this country. We're strong people. We're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to keep going. We're not going to give up. We got this, but I think that's where exercise comes in, you know, exercise, eating healthy, making sure you're drinking lots of water, you know, getting plenty of sleep. Somebody says they fear that, that this being bombarded by the media and, and distrust and people are angry. I think they, yeah, I think, I think people are really frustrated and angry and, and, and I don't think as Americans we're really trained on how to deal with anger. Are we? No, it's a bad, it, we, we treat it like a bad thing and anger. I don't think anger, I mean, heck, even Jesus got angry <laughs> with the religious. <laughs> he got angry with the religious people. So, I mean, anger is like part of the human emotion. How right. you how you handle that anger and deal with it? Um, that's mm -hmm. harder. Here's the thing about emotions: if we don't feel our emotions, then they don't ever get. We don't ever deal with our emotions. So, if we just stuff them down, or if we just I try to get distracted. I think a lot of people get busy. They don't want to feel this feeling. Um, it doesn't go away. So like what we're doing right now, we're talking about it. We're letting us feel it. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling like this is terrible. Right. And yet talking about it helps me to be like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm okay. I can handle it another week. I'm okay. Another month, you know? And don't you think it also kind of, it makes it so you realize you're not alone. Yeah. There's a lot of people out here who are in the same boat you are. Joni, I totally relate to you. She says, I'm in my 70s and I realize how much I need to read lips. I can't, I, I, so I went home to my wife and said, honey, I probably need hearing aids because I rely on lips more than I do the sound. And I'm really noticing that. Keyboard bullies. Yes, Laura, we know all about those people, don't we? Oh, Janice works with young adults with disabilities and she can't tell you how depressed they are with the lack of personal socializing. I know. And then, so Janice, you know, it's so good though that you're working with them because you can ask them those questions and let them voice that concern. You know, are you having trouble with this? Is this bothering you? How do you feel about that? What can we do that would make you feel, get, feel a little up? You know, I, I get that a lot of people on the spectrum are having difficulty with this. Um, mm -hmm. I, a lot of senior citizens living in retirement homes. I've heard stories of people going, I just want to die. I don't want to do this anymore. And I think, you know, that is all kind of really tough stuff. Um, Dana, miss, miss too. I miss connecting with people in my class. Yeah. And at the gym, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was there today because we can have like, you know, 20 people at the, in the entire building. But I mean, I'm, this one guy and I are standing there for like a half hour having a conversation. I'm going, we're not getting any work done, but man, it feels, this is a workout, right? <laughs> yeah. This feels so good to be talking. That's to so good. You're working out your brain and 
but feeling good to disconnect is not human that's right oh people you guys are really i see now you're starting to talk i'm sick of this bullshit. well tired retired i think that's one way to put it oh i want to talk to her one-on-one -on -one. give me her number and address so jill can you um go back with penny yes i mean yes. if you want i don't mind putting your number for your business number on here if you want me to do that sure okay why don't you give it to me okay it's four four five eight four five eight Two zero nine. Two zero nine. Four zero eight zero. Make sure okay, so you guys, I'm gonna put her number on there, and that is Jill Smith. And let me go down here. I'm gonna go. There's the number right there. And uh, my website is stillwaterscc.com. Stillwaterscc.com. Uh -huh, and they can contact me there or Jill at stillwaterscc.com. Either. Okay. All right, so there's the website there. So if you have and it's waters with an S, I actually went to that website and it was um, a construction company. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. So it, after the R is an S. So it's waters LCC or it didn't just CC? Just CC. So it's still waters with an S and then CC.com. Thank you, Rick. You're welcome. So that way, you guys, if you have some um, questions or you want to set up an appointment um, through Zoom or in person, however you guys decide you want to do that, um, then that's another way to do it. And so if your children are dealing with this, um, just don't not. I think it's easier sometimes as a parent to just kind of not address it. And we need to be addressing it, don't we? Yeah, I think so. And really just being real about it and just because, you know, that's how it is with every, every age, you gotta be real about it. Let's face what's actually happening. Let's talk about what's actually happening. So maybe it's talking about it without screaming about that they're wrong and they're right and we shouldn't be doing this and that kind of thing. It's just saying, I'm so frustrated with this um, yeah. and I just don't wanna be, you know, and that's the hardest thing for me to convey to people sometimes is mm -hmm. um, it's not my problem. I don't think human beings are to be controlled like this for this long and, um, you know, I have a friend who got out of prison and and he said um, he's kind of off on his own. He's going, I'm not I'm not doing this. I've done this before. I'm not going to I'm not going to go back to prison. And you're not you can't keep me uh, done like that. And that's what I think a lot of people are starting to feel. This is probably how yeah. prisoners feel or people yeah. that feel emotionally trapped or, you know, a lot of your clients, people like that. This is probably how it feels is to be out of control or maybe not out of control, but not in control. Exactly. Exactly. So as you said earlier, we learn to control the things we can. I can go home from here and I can walk mm -hmm. into my home and sit with my wife. And I know that we are just the two of us and nobody right. can report me for not wearing my mask in my house. That's right. Yay. <laughs> and you can freedom. I always say freedom in the house. Right? <laughs> freedom. Wait, freedom is a bad word now too. Oh, it is? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm behind. Yeah, you're behind the times. So oh no. Thank it's you terrible. so much for coming on and talking yeah. to us and giving people a little bit of uh, some sunshine. Um, I chose to see my granddaughters and family over all this. I was told I'm endangering myself and I just said, I can make my own choices and you did it. And Thank hopefully God. everybody's fine and you kind of do your thing. So it looks like the numbers are coming down. Hopefully we'll get out of the lockdown yes. soon and uh, get back to, but I, I would caution everybody out there too that might be the time you need to find someone like Jill um, when this mm -hmm. is over because where the control's gone and the things are, the masks might be gone and all that kind of stuff. You, 
you've spent a year like this. Yeah. And people need to get rid of that, don't they? Definitely. And actually, I think I was somewhere and we didn't need to wear a mask. I can't remember where it was, but I felt like, oh, no, I'm doing something wrong. So now we have to, you know, that day, it'll be a difficult to not wear the mask. Right. So, mm hmm. So, Jill, thank you for doing this and yeah. taking your time to come in here and uh, kind of sure. give us some stuff, some practical skills we can do. I appreciate that. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Rick. You betcha. We'll see you later. All right, you guys. So that's uh, Jill Smith. Uh, she's a counselor here in town, and all, all of her information is on the comments section that you can look at. And so remember, our show is sponsored by Oregon's Concealed. So if you're one of those people who's looking at getting a concealed weapons permit, and you need to go through that process because Oregon has a, thank God they have a very stringent process. Uh, but this is something you don't have to go take a class. You can do it right online, um, developed by local people, a uh, veteran. And uh, it's something that you can do. And you have to have that in order to get your concealed weapons permit. You have to have those classes so you can get this done and then go to the sheriff's office. You still have to go through the sheriff's office and all that process. But this gets something out of the way so you can go through that process. All right. Tomorrow, Friday. Can you believe it's Friday? So tomorrow, here's what we got coming up. Um, we are going out to Blue Valley or Blue Valley Bistro in Coburg uh, because it's Valentine's weekend. And Melissa and Seth always do something really fun for us. So we're going to be out there. Um, they have outside seating and uh, we'll find out what they're doing. But if you don't know them, they're the best people. They have Cresswell Coffee, which is now Blue Valley Bistro, but they have it one in Cresswell and one in Coburg. And so we'll be at Coburg, but they, they'll probably have specials this weekend and all kinds of stuff. We'll talk to them. And then at four o'clock, we'll be in um, Elmira at the Grange and the uh, Emporium. These are a bunch of uh, artisans and craftspeople and makers. And you can get everything out there. They, they, every weekend they open the place up, they bring out different kinds of things. And these aren't the usual uh, craft items you find at some of the local fairs. These are like some of the most unusual things ever. And then they have like really cool, one of them, they make this butter that's like a, like a, you know, like a, a lotion, but pretty thick. And when I had my last tattoo, I used it on the tattoo. It didn't flake at all. I mean, not at all. It didn't itch. Not at all. And I, I called her and I go, I don't know what, it's called love butter. So I said, I don't know what you made this for, wink, wink. But I'll tell you what it works really well on is tattoos. So she's got a whole new marketable product because uh, it works. But they have also kind of food, um, pickled eggs, um, jams, jellies, local people make and all kinds of stuff, plus a lot of art things too. So it's a really fun place to go. Um, so that's tomorrow at four. And then they're open all weekend with all kinds of Valentine specials and everything. But we'll tell you about that tomorrow. All right. Okay. I'm going to go home. I'm going to drive my car home. You know what the best part of my day is? It's like I get, I leave here. So I, get, I still have a couple things to do. I'll get out of here about six. Then I get in my truck and I put on my Jackson Brown of 1977. And I pretend like I'm that old Rick Dancer And I'd just be me. Then I get to my house. I walk up to the door. And I step inside my peace. And I shut the door.
and the world is away. And my wife is standing at the kitchen making us dinner. And I have a beer with my wife and my life is back. So go find the thing that makes you come alive and come alive. Go find the thing that makes you sing and sing. Find the thing that makes you dance and dance. You weren't meant to live like this. So you have to find a way on your own to be who you are, no matter what. Thank you.